Hey, Explorers, I'm Justine. And I'm Estrella, your social agent navigators, here to guide you through the crazy world of social media and real estate. Are you a real estate agent who's feeling like, "Mm, you're not quite getting what you need from your brokerage, you're not feeling the love. And you might be asking yourself, is the grass greener on the other side? But, But how do you know it, right? So in today's episode, we are going to go over three of the top reasons agents have made a change to do or decided to make a brokerage switch. The very first reason that people switch brokerages is an unattractive financial split. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. It's all (laughs) about that money, money. Yes. (laughs) brokerages they're changing there's so much happening right now with like cloud brokerages in-person brokerages um you know so cloud being a virtual brokerage some of them offer better splits and some people like to have an office but you know one of the things that we saw a lot during COVID is you know working in an office is you don't actually have to go into office if you can be productive at home it seems really unnecessary to be paying those hefty splits and those office or desk fees when you don't need to. So other reasons, like some of these virtual brokerages, they offer downlines. And that's another Mm -hmm. opportunity for additional revenue stream that is attractive for some. So those are like one of the reasons why um, some of the agents are making that switch. Yeah. So times are a change in for Mm -hmm. the real estate world. I'm sure everybody has noticed, like there's all these just uh, different, what I want to say, not systems, but what word am I looking for? It's like a different style of brokerage, right? Mm -hmm. It's totally different than, than the brokerages. Modern day versus traditional. Mm -hmm. You know, just like everything changes. So I think right now we are on the cusp of that, especially Mm -hmm. like you were saying after COVID. So number one, people who started these brokerages started to see, Hey, you know, we need to do something different. I want to be part of that. And then other people are now seeing these other brokerages have success. And so then some of our more old school brokerages have also started to switch models. That's the word I was looking for. And so there's these new models of brokerages out there. And I think they have also made the old models realize, okay, maybe we can't just do this strictly old model. But Mm -hmm. As far as financial splits go, and, and this also really, I think, depends on what area you're in area of the U.S. you're in, whether you're in a a suburb or a city, how, you know, how populated that area is. But some brokerages, as far as the finances go, um, they just really do have zero option of getting that great split that some of those either uh, new virtual brokerages offer or even the flat fee brokerages offer. Some of these models, because of how they were built, these huge like conglomerate brokerages, they were built on a specific model. They can't offer those great splits. There's just Mm -hmm. no way for them to financially be able to do it. So it has agents thinking sometimes, you know, is this model still the model for me? Um, I do also think because we're on the cusp of that switch and it's almost like uh, in so many things, when you you kind of have like the old school and the new school, I do feel like some of the brokerages aren't really taking that initiative to recognize their consistent, strong agents 
and offer them better splits before here's the key before they're looking for another company because mm -hmm. you have agents who have been working at, in these older model brokerages who've been consistent and strong and have been you know top producers or let's just say consistently average producers right mm -hmm. in real estate year after year and yet they've been getting the same split and the same cap year after year after year getting provided with the same things and so i think what's happening it's like some of these people who've been at these brokerages are seeing these new brokerages and say wow look at what they're offering their agents right off the bat so i do really think even just you know, those old school models, which may work for some people, I think, you know, maybe they have to start thinking about initiating better splits mm -hmm. um, because some of them will say no or will not offer until an agent goes to leave. I would say we as agents are looking for them to do that. We want to be mm -hmm. appreciated as agents, which I think is a new school way of thinking also. Right. Before it's like you join, this is what you do. There's some negotiating, but that's just the way it is now. Just like the world is changing, we're, we're thinking we are thinking more individually and how is this going to benefit my, my business? I think too, uh, I was thinking while you were, were talking about that teams, that's a really big yes. place or like really focused area where we probably see a lot of people make a switch because of a split is when they're leaving a team because those splits are so high and a lot of teams, not all teams, but a lot of teams operate in this very um old school model right where you have like you do uh desk duty or you know you're at the reception desk uh phone calls and so a lot of this stuff is how real estate used to be and so with social media as we both know and what we train and teach all of our navigators uh or explorers, what we teach them all is to leverage social media as a free asset to be able to connect with people. And you don't need to have the brand or the backing of a team as much as you used to. And so I think that, um, and you know, with the all the other stuff that comes along that people would join a team for, it, it's just not the same. So I think that's really interesting, like the splits Definitely, definitely a big reason. Okay. The second biggest reason people are thinking, and I don't want to say the second, one of the top three, right? It's not like the second mm -hmm. reason, but one of the main reasons. The second main reason is support. This is huge. Training. What kind of training do they offer? Is it mishmash of training or is it structured training? This next part right here, which as a newer agent, how motivational is that training? Because different trainings are different motivationally. Is it a series or is it a single class? And that's kind of what I mean by like mishmash or structured. For me, um, mishmash is, I can say both. Sometimes a mishmash is good if I want to do something short. But I will say to feel like I'm an expert in an area, I want a series. Mm -hmm. That's going to take me through in depth on something. Um, this is another one. Who's teaching that training? Yeah. Is it somebody who's trained to teach, trained to coach? Or is it just another agent? Is it your peers? All of those things play into what you want. 
So Mm -hmm. I do think there's benefits to all of those things that I mentioned, uh, you know, those different types of training. It's just a matter of what types of support we need as individual Mm -hmm. uh, agents. Uh, Who's the managing broker and the leader doing the training? Uh, How available are they or other people in your brokerage to train on very specific things? If I need to go sit down with somebody, are they going to be there or not? Mm -hmm. Do I need to be more independent? As far as training goes, I really feel like we have everything to, this is a type of brokerage where you're really not going to get that training. You need to be somebody who really isn't asking for support anymore to a model where they're going to take you through a baby step six-week program when you start where you're there five days a week learning how to do exactly what we say. So I feel like there's both extremes. It's just a matter of which one is going to work for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, then the other thing too, thinking about that is like the backend support, like the transaction coordination. Do you, when you have questions about a contract or like, let's say uh, dates and deadlines or something like, do you have somebody who can help you understand some of those things, especially when there was a change to the contract? Marketing is another thing for backend support. Do you have to create your own marketing or does your brokerage give you marketing? Like how easy do they make it for you to market your brand and your business? All of those things I think is really important. Um, Phone calls. Uh, I left my last brokerage because of this and they were a local brokerage. I, every time I called, I had a question, I got some like weird answer and it was just, it was one of the hardest transactions I think I've ever had. Um, in my entire career as a real estate agent. And that was like, forget it. I'm done. I needed to, you're not giving me what I need. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing. Um, And then the other thing is like signs. Are they going to give you signs? You have to buy your signs. You have to design your signs. What does that look like? How do you order them? How much does it cost? There's a lot like, and signs are important because especially as a new agent, um, you are probably working more on, on the buyer's side. And then the very first time you get a listing, listings are are king, right? Like listings breed additional business, but listings are expensive. There's a lot of money that's held up in a listing before you get your your commission. And if you're a new agent, sometimes that's really hard. And Mm -hmm. so does your brokerage help you or give you something to help with that listing side or the signs for that listing? Yeah, I feel like this backend support is huge. As a new agent, putting together your systems and processes, mm-hmm. right? And in so much of the coaching that I know you and I have had, it's leverage, leverage, leverage. You need to be leveraging all of this backend stuff so that you can be out making those relationships. I will say that for me in the first two years, the biggest challenge for me was the busyness and the monotony that this backend support causes and putting those systems and processes together because you are making up these systems in your head and half the time you don't know like where you need this support where Mm -hmm. do you need somebody doing your transaction like how is that marketing going out who do you need answering the phone making those phone calls it seems like not a lot because you're just listing off five things but that's a lot of that busy work that's what's like keeping you on the computer all night long you know uh all of that kind of stuff and I feel like it just gets so jumbled in your head. It, it's really difficult to put those systems together. So I think that backend support, whether some of it is provided or not, so some of those puzzle pieces are already put together for you, 
um, mm -hmm. is something to think about when we're thinking about our brokerage. I think some people have an easier time putting those systems together. Uh, yes, like Estrella, not me. <laughs> Just follow Estrella. Just do what Estrella says. Uh, I do not like putting those systems together and they never, I don't want to say they never, it's probably because I'm always adding things to my systems and then I'm like, don't like it. Let's do a new one. <laughs> That's like mm -hmm. ADT brain. Uh, but it's just very difficult for me to feel like I have a handle on that. And that gets so overwhelming that it makes it difficult for me to focus on the things that I feel that I need to be focusing on, which is the prospecting, which is the relationships, mm -hmm. which is getting myself out there. So I think, I don't think we realize how much time that backend support part of it's our job takes, takes us. Yeah. I, it, it's a big time suck for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yes, I'm good at creating those systems, but it takes time and it took time for me to create the system, modify the system as I learned more, mm -hmm. as I actually walked through the system. Um, so it would be nice to have that already for me. That would be yeah. huge. It, yeah. And almost, I me, almost, uh, I almost feel like it's worth the, if there was, if another place had a little bit of a higher split, if you're a new agent, it's almost worth it because you're mm -hmm. paying for that training. Yes. The, the only thing that somebody, you know, cause I was talking to a newer agent um, and she's like, yeah, but then how do I learn that stuff? And I was like, okay, mm. you're right. You don't need to learn it unless you start there, even if you want the bigger split, if you end up going somewhere else, you're just going to pay for somebody, but even hiring somebody like, Hey, I need to hire a transaction coordinator. I need to hire somebody to do my marketing. Now somebody mm -hmm. has to put out an ad. Like every time I have a listing instead of it just being done for me, now I need to set up the site, like all those pieces, like you saying, it, it might be worth it. If you want to learn mm -hmm. it, I, I get it. You, you do need to know what's going on the back end of your own business. Right. Um, so again, there are pros and cons to for sure. both of them, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the other type, the main type of support I think people are looking for is leads. This is huge. And some people feel like they need to be getting a certain amount of leads. There are <clears throat> some brokerages offer like, okay, you've got a CRM that can help you get leads. So if you use your CRM, this is how it will help you get leads. Other brokerages are like, okay, we're going to offer you a certain amount of leads. Usually that's a team model. If you mm -hmm. join a team, it's where they're actually giving you a certain amount of leads. And those leads, when we're talking about leads, we need to be very clear because I think we talk about, oh, this brokerage gives you leads and that brokerage gives you leads in this very like surface level way. If you're thinking about switching brokerages and you want leads, you need to ask exactly where they're coming from, who's getting the leads, how many you're going to be getting per month, how warm those leads are. You can't just be thinking, oh, there's these like magical brokerages out there that are just going to like hand me these warm leads and I'm going to suddenly be getting business. That's not going to happen, people. Mm -mm. I don't think anywhere that you are. All leads are just that. They're leads and they're not somebody you know. They're going yeah. to be harder to turn than people that get to know you via social media and get to know you via your sphere. Yeah. So when we're thinking about leads, I just think we need to keep that in mind. I've seen different models between here's a list that the whole office gets and we share these leads. I've seen a model where it's like, okay, each agent gets five leads a week. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's it's because maybe that brokerage is putting out Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever. And then that's their job, that marketing part. And then they give the leads to their agents. Um, Estrella, where are some other places some of these teams might be getting leads? Yeah. So one of the ones that I hear a lot about is the Zillow Premier Agent. And um, what's interesting about that, I've talked to uh, quite a few folks that were with teams or boutique brokerages that was uh, part of the Zillow Premier Agent program. With the splits that Zillow takes on top of the splits that you have with a team and you're working twice as hard because remember, these are cold leads. Sometimes it wasn't worth it for that lead, all the work that you do it, like you almost make, and I don't know this, I haven't experienced this personally, but I had one person here in my local market say, it's just barely over minimum wage when you figure it all out. Like if you were to actually like the amount of time and energy you spend and the miles and all of that that you do and with the additional splits, it was just over minimum wage for them. I think the thing that we need to remember with leads in general, so if we're going to be going to, if we're going to be an individual agent, we're going to go to a brokerage that has that really small split that offers uh, a platform where I can say, okay, I'm going to pay, you know, an additional 150 a month or 60 bucks a month for my brokerages, you know, let's say listings, Facebook ads, and I'm going to pay for it. And that's going to give me a certain amount of leads. That's a financial cost. Am I going to go with the team that's going to give me leads in a certain way? That's a financial cost. I think the thing to keep in mind is you need to understand what type of financial cost you want your brokerage to be providing you with leads. So like if you're more independent and they don't just hand you leads, you're you're still maybe going to have to or want to pay for some. What's yeah. that going to cost you? Is that going to cost you more or less than it is if you were giving 5% more to a team? The other thing is to think about is what happens if you decide to leave that team or brokerage and they gave you that lead? Do you get to keep that contact or does that lead stay with the team or the brokerage, meaning you can't contact them again and they are out of your sphere or your your sphere, your database, they're just gone. So you have to understand that part too. Yeah, that's the question. Ownership Mm -hmm. of leads you get or relationships you build. So Mm -hmm. again, pros and cons, I feel like of all of them, just something that to think about when we're thinking about how green those leads are on the other side. Yeah, exactly. The, the next reason that I that a lot of people make the decision to switch brokerages is culture. Culture is huge. It's really has to resonate with you as an individual. What I'm going to love, Justine's not going to love. And that's okay, right? Like find whatever works for you. You have to ask yourself, like, do you want to be in person um, where you go into an office every day and you have a desk? Uh, you see your uh, co-agents in the office, or do you want to be virtual and everything is online and you don't have an actual physical office, but you can access all of your information online. And then to take it a step further, is it a virtual office that is, you know, like a a community online, kind of like Sims or something, or is it just a cell phone app where you 
are talking via text message or email message and you don't like talk live with people. Um, and then with an old school office, again, that's like going to the office, having a desk, having desk time, a lot of not all, but some uh, brokerages or teams expect you to be in the office on certain days, certain times um, that might not work for you. The other thing are like some of those co-working spaces um, or do you get a co-working space, which is another thing I know, like. One of the things that I really like is access to those co-working spaces because I have um, my kiddo. She uh, is in a sport that takes her different parts of the um, city for practice and their practices are like three to four hours. So I can leverage a co-working space anywhere in the city to be able to do that. So you have to ask yourself, like, what kind of culture do you want to be face to face, voice to voice or text to text? Like it's what is it going to help you to succeed what culture in that sense yes uh so i think that's like our, our physical space right like what mm -hmm. type of physical culture i guess do we want to mm -hmm. be in yes. and then there's also our managing brokers this is another huge thing when we're looking at our man i want to say our managing brokers or the leaders right mm -hmm. whatever whatever kind of people we're going to be in contact with a lot probably the most like who are we going to go to when we have questions? What type of personality do they have? I mean, that's huge. That's why we like or don't like going to work. It's not right. our boss, but it is somebody that we look to as a leader or as a partner. So the leaders in your brokerage are huge. The type of person personality they have, how welcoming they are, I will say charismatic or not charismatic that you think they are their recent experience is this somebody who was doing real estate 20 years ago or is this somebody who has recent experience and i don't want to say somebody who hasn't done real estate in 20 years doesn't know what's going on today but is it somebody who's kept up with what's going on today mm -hmm. are they able yeah. to teach you and discuss and talk about and get excited about the new things that are happening in real estate especially because the world is changing the market's changing technology is changing so you really need somebody who's, I shouldn't say you need somebody, you want to be thinking about what type of agent you are. If you're still an old school agent and you're like, you know what, I'm not gonna learn all this new tech. I wanna be with somebody who is like-minded. You may want more of an old school culture and managing broker. But if you're somebody who you know, wants to be thinking about social media marketing, the changing market, the changing technology, the changing models, you may want somebody who's really kept up with all mm -hmm. of those changes. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is like with that culture is, is it a culture of collaboration over competition? That for me was really huge. Um, I want to, you know, like you have to ask yourself, do you want to be in an ultra competitive market? Does that drive you? Is that a motivator for you um, where you are, like driving towards being on the leaderboard, but not so much from a collaborative environment? Um, or do you want somebody where everybody's freely sharing their tips and tricks and you're collaborating and um, you are, you know, you want to win, but you, you want everybody to win collectively. So I think that's like a really good piece. Like what drives you, motivates you, what's going to help you to be successful? Do you want that com camaraderie, right? Do you want to have friends? Real estate can be a very lonely career and very isolating at times because 
we don't really have that person or anything like that we can like connect to on a regular basis, like in a traditional work or corporate job where you kind of like are just shooting the stuff, whatever the water cooler talk and everything. Um, so I think that that's really important. And in one's not better than the other, honestly, it's just what's better for you. I totally agree with you. And I think the thing that is interesting. And I think that we don't think about, I love the saying time is money because I think mm -hmm. it's so true mm -hmm. is so many of us think, you know, we need to make this money. We need to make this money, but we have to be careful with, okay, yes, we need to make this money, but what is it going to take for my time? Because time right. really means what are we spending with our family? What type of sacrifices am I going to have to make? So another thing that I think that we have to keep in mind that we too often do not is like, I don't even know how you would say the saying because it doesn't totally make sense, but like how you're feeling is money, mm -hmm. right? Or, or how you're feeling. Your emotional currency. Yeah. Because I don't care if you're going to work and you're making millions of dollars. If you hate where you're going every day and it doesn't make you feel good, that takes a toll. Huge toll. And, and I don't even want to say like, you know, I think we're from a, a gener we're, we're, we're now in generations where it's like only our grandfathers who were like, you don't care about what you did, right? You did what you did to put food on the table. And that was true, but we're not in that age anymore. We have so much opportunity and I'm glad that we, we do. I, I shouldn't say we, there's more opportunity. Not everybody I don't believe has the same opportunities. That's a whole nother, you know, conversation, <laughs> but we really do have so many opportunities available to us now to do things that we enjoy more. I mean, it's like one of the biggest reasons you can't find people to work in the service industry anymore because they're <laughs> like, why would I do this when I can make my own hours and go deliver food and not talk to people? Right. <laughs> right. So I just yeah. think when we're thinking about culture, we just really have to think about how important is it this to me because some offered some brokerages may offer you a better split, but maybe a culture that doesn't make you as happy. Mm -hmm. So what is better for you? So just, you know, don't always have money on the mind. Have mm -hmm. these other things on the mind too. I think about that a lot, honestly, because in my previous career, working in the positions that I did, I always say I made more money than where I'm at right now. I mean, that eventually will change. Um, but I made more money or now I make less money, but I'm so much happier. Like I don't have to like, it's just a so different mindset and feeling it, it's huge and it's really important. It's something to think about. I definitely think there's a happy medium. Okay. So Estre and I, are you going to give you the dirt? No, we're not really going to give you the, the dirt. Tea. But we're gonna, no, we're going to spill the tea. Uh, talk about switching our brokerages and mm -hmm. the biggest reason. So uh, Estrella, tell me, I think you sw switched a while ago. What was your biggest yeah. reason for switching? So I started off with a, a flat fee brokerage. Um, it was very uh, low overhead and cost. I was looking at the dollars and cents of it all. Um, but I was a new agent in that model and it was tough because 
it was one, um, not a lot of support, not a lot of systems. I come from IT, as you all know, I'm, I'm a tech nerd. And this brokerage that I was with before didn't have much of any of those things. Um, it didn't have a community. I really like to have like that community, even if it's virtual in person, I really enjoy like having people to talk to. And um, my, one of the other things is because I, it was the first brokerage I started, I did the whole uh, new agent program and training the mandatory trainings. I always felt like a lot of the top agents that were teaching those trainings taught me just enough to say that they taught me, but didn't actually take me over to the other side to like help me be successful. So it was definitely competition over um, collaboration. But ultimately, the number one reason why I left that brokerage was support and training, um, but more so support. I was going through one of the toughest transactions ever. So it was a um, it was a, a listing, and the listing had uh, a well. It had mineral rights, and it was on acreage. There were like three big things that I was like, I have never done this before, and I needed someone to support. I was even willing to give up some of my commission to get the support that I needed. Nobody would help me. No other agents. Every time I would call my managing broker, like. I would get these like half answers. It ended up being one of those situations where the owner thought they had full mineral rights, but they didn't have all of the mineral rights. And there was this like weird thing that happens here in Colorado with mineral rights in the Eastern Plains. Um, and so I was like trying to deal with all of that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, it had septic. So well, septic mineral rights and it had uh, propane. So I was dealing with all of the things that you could potentially deal with. And it was hard. I, I cried a lot. I mean, it was the hardest transaction I ever had, but it was also the most profitable one. So I was learning so much on this transaction. I called my broker I, literally like every other day. No help. It ended up being where, which was really embarrassing for me, honestly, like it was an ego hit, but the other agent was helping me more because I didn't even know like there's certain paperwork that needed to be filed. And he was like, where's, and he didn't know he was helping me. This agent's like, uh, yeah, let me get this did, girl to be doing what she's yeah. supposed to be doing. Right. So like, he wasn't like, oh, let me help you. But he was like, okay, well, make sure you send such and such form. When can I expect this and this? And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to do that. Okay. Let me Google, Google. Let me figure it yeah. out. <laughs> so it was like, it, I mean, luckily my clients were amazing Luckily, there wasn't anything that was like super weird other than the mineral rights issue. Um, but it was a big learning experience that I had no support. So at that time, I was meeting a lot of people in the community that I'm part of now. And I decided to make a switch because I wanted to be connected to the community. And I heard, heard so much about the brokerage that I'm with now, which is EXP and the training and the tech. And as a tech person, I love the tech. And so being able to have all the training in the cloud, which was huge for me too, because at the time I was dual career. So I was working a full-time corporate gig um, that was very demanding, 60, sometimes 70 hours a week. And I needed to be able to train too. So all of the training was virtual on demand. Um, I can log into it while I was in the middle of my workday on a lunch break or whatever. So 
that's why I made the switch. Um, Justine, you recently made a switch. You want to talk a little bit about like, what was it that triggered that switch? And um, what is it that you were, was important for you when you made that switch? I have switched, but y'all, I'm, I'm literally in the middle of my switch, right? So I'm changing all my, uh, my logos and my website and I'm still in the process. So it might still say I'm with EXP, but I'm not. And I, this was hard. You, this, you guys, this was a hard decision. Everybody knows I love EXP and I still do. Um, but I, if you've listened to the podcast, you've also heard me say I've been going through a lot in the last year. I've changed as a person. I need different things. So for me, it was really, I don't know if you would call it support. I think it was more like, I don't want to say culture either. I really felt I needed a community that was more accessible to me. And I really wanted to try the in-person. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get out of my house. I will say that like I have been working from home through COVID. And recently I have, again, for my mental health, I need to leave and go to the office. It wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. to just, I, I've always gone to coffee shops and work. But I felt I needed something like consistent, like an office I could go to and see some of those same faces. I did look before I even looked at another brokerage because I was just feeling that like, okay, I need an office space. I can go to two to three days a week. And again, this is where I I feel like when you're, I mean, we'll get to that later, but when you're really thinking about it's what do I need? Because when I started EXP, I didn't need those things. The virtual was perfect for me. It's exactly what Mm -hmm. I needed. I loved it. I still love it. I'm a virtual person. I think you can become friends with people online. Like I am totally down with everything virtual. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Today I was just pointing back and forth to us. You couldn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really just felt I needed something in person for where I'm at now. And I think mm-hmm. part of being a good business owner and just being a good person to yourself. And I think today and I touch on it a lot is when we same thing when we say plan for who you are today. I was really feeling like what I had wasn't what was going to help me be the most successful. I could be successful in that model. I could wait it out, but it was going to make things more difficult for me right now. And I have already have some difficult things going on in my life. So I needed this place that I could go with these familiar faces. This is what I was looking for anyway. Mm -hmm. And some community. I needed that now. And so you know, again, I was so reluctant because so much of my real estate dreams have been built with eXp. So when you're looking to switch, and I think this is with any brokerage, you join, you join because you you want to, right? You like it. So if you're ever thinking of switching, this is not an easy decision for any of us. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I have switched to Compass, uh, Compass North Group. It's a local group in my area. Um, I'm just like a week and a half in. I love it so far. I have a co-working space that I go to. Um, you know, some of the other things I think that I was looking for, like, uh, you know, I have a few of my girlfriends that I work with regularly, but we're really bad about like going in at the same time. It's like the downfall of being your own boss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this brokerage is, has prospecting times where they prospect together, you know, several times a week where you can go and just be next to those people prospecting at the same time, getting tips from them, hearing what they're saying. Um, There's a lot of other reasons I I chose them as far as their technology, 
their views on social media. Um, clearly the leaders there, you know, all these things that we've talked about went into my decision, but mm-hmm. I would say overall, I needed something different from the community and the access to the people that I had. And so that's why yeah. I made the switch is it, it's really what was better for me in my life right now. And I'm super excited to try the different model mm-hmm. for me because, you know, I'm a newer agent. I've only done the virtual. So I've only done what most people haven't been doing this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll definitely say it's not the old school model either. Like I said, I'm in a co-working space um, and I do have access to like all of those co-workings, you know, the compasses near me. So I'm also excited about that. Just like you said, mm-hmm. um, it, it's all about what we need. Yeah. Right now. So, yeah, I would mm-hmm. say my biggest thing was uh, what would you put that under culture or support? Maybe a little bit of both, I think. I think it is a little bit of both. I mean, I know like you knew a lot about like the world, which is what EXP has. Um, mm-hmm. You're very tech savvy in that case. But I think like for the season in your life, you're like in person's perfect for you. Where yeah. you're at in your life right now, like that is going to fill your future soul. It's going to motivate you. And it sounds like you picked a team that is like super collaborative. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. happy for you. I think yeah. uh, I'm, I'm excited to see like your journey and see how things uh, shake up, shake out. I don't know. What, however, the phrase is. Yeah. <laughs> Today I and I lose words past like, six yeah, years, I think. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting because my switch was to EXP. Your switch was from EXP um, mm-hmm. for very different reasons. But um, yeah, I think like, and to your point, you picked what's right for you. And I'm yeah, and I, I think that's a huge as far mm-hmm. as like when anybody makes a switch. And I kind of want to talk about that too, because you and I have seen people switch. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things like on that note, number one, it's like, how is your your brokerage or your leadership team treating you when you leave? I think that says a lot too, because this could be a season, like you said, right? Maybe you want to go back to them. And I've definitely seen some people switch brokerages and like have a horrible experience when they leave. So I think that says a lot about the culture, like when we're switching brokerages. And actually that was, you know, part of the questions that I asked when joining this brokerage is like, because I've seen other people like, hey, I've seen this happen and this happen and this happen. What do you do when an agent wants to leave? That was part of my question. It's like, you know, when we're talking about listings and our leads and our contacts and even just their general mood towards you. But I think everybody just needs to remember is this is your business. I don't want to say like, oh, you don't owe these people anything because that sounds mean. You don't owe these people anything. As much as you might love them and like them, this is still your one life. So just keeping that in mind is really thinking about what we need. And I think so often we don't leave our jobs or our previous careers or our brokerages because we feel a connection to people. It's really difficult, but that doesn't mean we're getting what we need. So if you're feeling it, don't feel bad, you know, yeah. do what's do what's best for you, but also don't make some like quick decision. Be methodical. Yeah. Make sure you're not just thinking like the grass is greener on the other side because it, it's not. Every place is going to have pros and cons. For sure. So I like that question. I, I think that's important. Everybody should think about 
I didn't ask that question. And I'm like, oh, should I have asked that question? But you asking that question, what happens if I decide to leave? That's huge. And I think that, you know, it's almost like, um, like a prenup, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't Seriously. expect to get a divorce, but you want to make sure you're protected in the event that mm -hmm. that happens. And that's kind of what that question is doing, because I know when I left my brokerage, I had, um, cause I, you know, I do new construction. So a lot of times my closings are months in advance. Mm -hmm. And so I can go under contract today and it'll be eight months before my actual closing happens. And so I had a couple that hadn't closed yet. And I thought I was going to be able, like, it was just, it was a little chaotic. Um, luckily it was new construction. So it was like on their paper as opposed to like a traditional contract, but it, it was, a, it was kind of frustrating to be able to like upload my paperwork, to get my, my check, to get my final commission. That was even a struggle to get those final commissions from them. And I'm like, y'all are a flat fee brokerage. Like it's one price. You don't have to do any splits. It's I pay you one price. And it was a little tough. I think that was a question I probably should have asked. So oh, I, I love so that question. Because I know some people who can't leave because they know that part of the listings that they have it. And it actually makes them makes it really difficult for them to leave, period, unless they're in an extreme slow time because they have to give parts of those commission to back mm -hmm. that they would normally get all of. They've got to give them to their team or their brokerage because it's written into the contract. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes it really difficult to leave. Yeah. Which, yeah, you should definitely be asking any brokerage. If you're just joining mm -hmm. one or if you're switching, you should definitely know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's so many questions that you don't that you don't really think about. You're just so excited. Yes. All right. So your little action item for the week is just to remember that this is your business and it is okay to do what's best for you. Yes, 100%. If you couldn't tell from this entire episode, <laughs> that is so important to do. And your big action, if you are thinking about making a switch, start writing a list. If you're thinking about it, don't make that decision right away, but we want you to be very methodical and be very thoughtful on why it is that you want to make that switch. Are you going to be able to get what you want from the place that you're going and take it one step further? What is it that you need in order to be fulfilled, successful? What do you need? So that way, when you are shopping brokerages or teams or whatever, you know exactly, you're crystal clear on what it is that you want and you're not distracted by the glitz and glam or, I mean, come on, y'all, we're in sales. So they're going to sell you on their team, their brokerage. Yep. And so if you don't know what you really want, it's really easy to be sold to. And then you could regret your decision overall. So true. Be methodical. Mm -hmm. Exactly. May your posts have a journey of a lifetime. See you at the next destination. Bye.